Okay, welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> Let's open the chair for a while and see if there are questions. Anybody would like to come up? Let's see how that rolls. If it rolls. <laughs> Hello, Brian Character. Hello. <laughs> Jack Character. Yes. So, I want to... That would be me. Yeah, turn it. Hold it. Okay. I would like to hear, or discuss, I guess, um, This, I have a new housemate, and I've made some requests. And <clears throat> this morning there was a awareness that one of the, the requests was after third, fourth time, it was still not uh, respected. And I watched myself get irritated. And then I chose to no longer be irritated. Okay. Well done. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that way too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so maybe by contrast, or how does this all fit together? Is really my question. So far as really just the allowing that everything is everything is okay, and 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 then there's the the questions like okay, so. Who or what did that choosing? And why didn't I just say angry and write him a nasty note? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a little bit like what we were talking about this morning. At different perspectives, different things are valid. Mm. Um, and from the point of view of, of you see an option to be annoyed, or you see an option to just not be annoyed. You there have that choice. At that moment, you have that choice. From a bigger perspective, you don't even have that choice. From the bigger perspective. It was already determined what direction you'd go in from the other perspective. But functioning in the world, we're very often in that subject-object perception. We can be there identified, and then there's suffering are not identified, but you're using dualistic perception just to function. Like, like right now, there's, there's dialogue because there's mm -hmm. a dualistic perception that enables us to communicate something. So that's what you're calling the functioning mind? Yes, yeah. exactly. So the functioning capacity uses what might look like duality. 
Okay. But thank you. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And there has to be that freedom, I suppose, because language is dualistic, and you know, there's, there's, you only know yourself if, when you say "I," you mean an identified "I" or the Brian character, the Jack character. Only you know. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. So in that moment when you have, do I have an option here? For like, oh God, I see that's a thought. I'm not going there. At that moment when it looks like you have an option, choose wisely. Choose wisely. Um, for the, when you choose wisely there, the phenomenal knock-on effect is better for you. It's going to give you a better quality of life. And why not choose that? We can choose that for sure. Okay, thank Yeah, that, help, that helps. Do you see? Yeah. So it's like, wherever the rules are valid, use them. Why not? Do you know? And at another point, they're not valid at all. And, and it's a different game. But where we have choice, use it. Use it well. And it's... <clears throat> It's interesting because, because the more we begin to, to expand to the, the totality, the wider view, the, what I'm beginning to call non-denialism, you know, it's like more non-denial, you know, that, that inclusivity of all of it. From there, the, the different perspectives, none of them is sticky. Not the absolute, not the non-dual, no perspective is sticky. There's like a free flow of whatever is needed in any moment and you just pick up the kind of the code or the language or the, the tools that you need to operate at that level. And we have the capacity to dip in and out of all of them as required and not stick to any. That's the trick. That's, that's really making a lot of sense because any time that I have tried to stay in one when it didn't apply... Frustrating. It's frustrating, and and the controller tries to do it. We yeah. imagine there's an advantage in staying one, staying in one perspective. Mm-hmm. The the only thing that becomes solid is the backdrop, that absolute stillness, the knowing the knowing yeah. exactly whatever we want to call that, that beyond something phenomenal. But we have to put names on it. That is that. But that's the only thing that's constant, and from there everything else is fluid. It's all fluid. It's all fluid. There's no non-dual is better than the dual. It's not, actually. They're just two perspectives. They're actually the same thing, just two sides of the same coin. And it frees it all up. It's much freer, you know, than whatever is playing. Well, it must be, it must be okay. I mean, it's okay because for consciousness. It's because it's happening, it's okay. By virtue of the fact that it's happening, of course, it's already part of the game, so, so it's fine. You see, so so that helps to retrain mind, I suppose, to to function well where it's supposed to function and to back off when it's not needed. You know, it imagines that it can upgrade everything, and and it can't. It just rejects what is, and it imagines it can choose something better. But what is actually is, well, that's that's enough at any moment. You know, really is enough. So not sticking to any perspective. Then the natural state is where the body rests because it's in that still place. 
it's the nervous system is calm because it's not in flight or fright. It's it's not it's not defending itself. It's not doing any of the dualistic stuff. It's not it's not invested in anything. So it's relaxed. It's just being. So the natural state happens in the body, and the mind is comes in and out as it's needed. Life gets very simple. Mm-hmm. Gets really simple from there. You know. Yes, I feel I do. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is the unity. What you're talking, describing is unity because there's really no distinguishing between one or the other. Does that make sense? Is that unity? Is there one? Or is there less than one? Or, or is there less than one? Yeah. What, but what I was just sensing was the absence of division. Yes. Absence of separation. Yes. But it was, I, I saw my mind trying to go, it was like this, it was a real physical feeling of, ooh, you know, it, it, it was reverberating, and then the mind wanting to pick that up and uh-huh. make something out of it and let that go. Yes, well done, good to see it. Yeah, but just, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, from the perspective of manifestation, that's the unit, isn't it? Manifestation is the unit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. consciousness is part of that, or is underpins that, or consciousness does the manifestation, or awareness does the manifestation, whatever yeah. we want to call it, you know? Yeah. But this organism is all part of that. There's yes. There's no separation. At lunch, I was just, I was, um, we were just sitting on the balcony of our room and watching the palms move back and forth, and I, I had the feeling this is a palm tree I saw in South America 50 years ago. Okay. Yeah, but it was that there was something eternal about the moment. Um, yes. But I, I, my thought was, how, how do I behave in, in duality? But this just answered the question. Just behave. Yes. Just forget all that. Forget how, it all, yes. About that how-to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the how-to is the controller trying to gain something. Yeah. It's much simpler. It's actually simpler. Yeah. Because I had a thought earlier, well, I'll just be the best human being I know how to be. Okay. Okay. That's good enough. That's fair enough. And even that can be dropped. Because you actually will only be able to be what you can be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you will, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, sure, it's, it's no problem at all to give mind a motivation that's clean and not sticky and say, hey, you know, go with what brings more light here. Or go, with sure. some, go with love. Or go, you know, and sometimes you can give mind that motivation. Yeah. It's useful. But you know you're not attached to it. It's just a direction for mind. Well, that's what I'm, 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 it's, it's, I'm sensing now. That, yes. That letting go or the, of the attachment is just sort of... But, you know, letting go is too crude of a word. That's not... Yes. It's just, how do you let go of something that never was really there? Yes, that's exactly it. 
But like that's the sense because it, it just. Yes. This morning it was. Um, I you said well, what were your experiences and I said do we have to talk really? Yes. I yes. Just, I didn't want to. Yes. The the words just marred the silence. Yes. And I I told you last night about. You know, when I first really dropped into consciousness, and, and I said it, it's reverberated for the last several years. And, and what it is, is that, and again, this is a memory, but it was that sense that every time a thought would arise, it was just marring the experience of consciousness. And so now, anytime when I'm really sort of quiet, that thought comes in, I said, this is a thought. This is not it. And it just yes. vanishes now. Yes. And it, and that this morning was that whole re-experience of it. Yes. You know, but in a quieter level, and um, just all, you, all I wanted to be was there. Yes. Which is here. Yeah, I realize you know you're making a place. That's but that even that's not it. And I'm recognized that too. Is this making sense? It is making sense. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And and yet talking happens. Then that's what you just said. And you know what? Good. Yeah, yeah you used it earlier about we're tribal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's okay too. Then. That's okay too. Yeah. You see how it comes in. It's like a, an understanding of how, how it fits together in one bigger picture. Yeah. There must be space for our humanness and for our need to connect and understand and be understood and all those things that come in, yeah. you know. They don't have importance, but they play a role. Yeah. I, what comes back to that quote by Ramana, something about the bottom line is it might, we might as well just be silent because we can't talk about it. So it comes to my head, but now I see that he talked a lot. Yes. And he got angry at people. Yes. You know. Uh, he liked to walk around the mountain. Yeah. Just like I would. Yes, just room. like you would. Or anybody else. Yes. That's being, a lot, that's being a lot human. of freedom. Isn't yes, it? Yeah, being yeah. human is... You know, this work makes you be fully human. It gives you an understanding of what it really means to be human. Because being human is not being a slave to the mind. That's being in prison. That's not humanity. Yeah. You know, it's something, an understanding of what it means to be human blossoms, it just flowers. And it becomes very simple. And one of the tools that the human being has is the mind. Right. It's yeah. one of the tools, you know? Okay, then you just touched on something. I, I, I told you this again last night. It was, I, I've had a really rough few past months. And Bottom line is, I was on the edge of losing my job, which would have been losing, well, we, we lost our home. We lost our home. Yeah, we lost our home. Okay. And it had to do with I'd made some mistakes, and people in charge said, hey, you're an old guy now, you're losing your mind, da 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 da. I thought, well, that may not be a bad thing to lose my mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But not that portion of the mind that works. Yes. And I had to do some testing and all that, and I have some metabolic disease, hyperhomocysteinemia. Okay, big deal. But it's fortunately treated with vitamins. 
Yeah. And My goodness. Yeah, I know. One good thing. And this metabolic disease is associated with stroke, cardiac disease, and Alzheimer's. Um, but I'm back. My homocysteine levels back to normal. My tests are improved and better. And so the bottom line is, but what happened was it it shook everything about my persona. Ha! Totally took it. You know, from any sort of self-image, self-importance, blew it out of the water. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that. Yes. So the, the whole thing was a blessing in disguise. As painful it was. Absolutely. It was, was horrible. Just horrible. But, but I do remember, like, I'd just sit and meditate, and I would see, like, it was like darkness rising. It was an inner, a dark rising, a dark energy. And, and I could step back from it and think, come on, is this all we got? And then, oh, yeah, there's more coming. But it's gradually, I would say it's about 95% of the time now. I'm free of that. Okay. I can see the energy rise. Yeah. That little pinch. Yeah. Come up. Yeah. And I see it, and I me, and it goes away again. Yeah. Um, a stripping like that is a blessing. It really is, isn't it? To just really see what was there an attachment to, what was there an yeah. assumption about. It, I, you know, I will, I, I'm sure there's some. There's still there. Okay. But like I said, it arises, and then I see it, and it goes away again. Yes. Um, and the, the, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to keep, I wanted to keep her house. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Okay. So I, I really struggled and worked to make it so I still have work and a job, and I do. Yeah. So in some ways, I thought, well, let's give it. Just go ahead, lose it completely. Aha. Uh-huh. I couldn't accept that. Ah. I couldn't accept that. Saying, "All right, Barb and I are going to lose everything, and we'll go through our my savings in a in a year or so, and that's going to be it." Yeah, I couldn't accept that. Um, so, did I sell this grace short, or was this what is all I needed to have done? You know, these are questions that maybe it's just stupid things to even ask or worry about. Okay, so why... No, no, there's something in this for sure. So so why couldn't you accept it? What was the big... We, just, we draw the line there and no further. Yeah. What, what, what's the threat if you went to the level of, yes, you bankruptcy or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I was sitting in our little, like, TV room, and I remember just thinking, I love this room. Okay. Yeah, you know, just a big deal. But, and, and so it was, it was the attachment to some of the comforts and um, maybe the privileges that I have with those comforts, you know? Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to lose them. Or at least I thought that's what I didn't want to lose. Yes. So I'm in the position of right now being able to keep them. Yes. Um, how's that? Yeah, hmm. I stopped there. You stopped there? Yeah. Yeah. And, but I see people who like give up everything, you know, and I couldn't do that. Yeah. And it was sort of like I even felt that awareness or nature or consciousness is okay. This is good enough. You're okay here, but give me the best you got now. Um, right. 
This whole story, though, this is all lie. It is all lie. It, all it lie. is. I know that, but it's a nice interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Okay. So, so at one level it's a lie, and at another level, okay, maybe there's something there because, okay, traditionally the attachment ties to ties to the sense of I because that's the thing that sticks. No, it's me, myself, I that's attached. Sometimes it's an aspect, okay, this is going to require you to be seriously self-honest with yourself to figure it out. Sometimes there's an aspect of our character which has um, a, a strong dependency on, for example, beautiful things. Or like, I'm actually better if I live beside the sea than if I don't live beside the sea. Something is well, more balanced. Is there an attachment to living beside the sea? Well, no, because I've, I've left it. Of course I've left it. But I'm just not as well. I can do it, but I'm not as well. Do you see? Now, if... Because when we do this work, we find the word attachment very useful. But actually, sometimes it's like a veneer. Or it placates over something that is naturally there. Attracted to our persona because it gives us a sense of well-being. And we call it attachment. Now, what, what I'm after is like, what would be threatened if you took it? Is it just things we're attached to, like self-image and stuff like that? Or is it actually, you know what, these comforts, like this TV room, there's nothing else going on except a feeling of well-being here. It's just a feeling of well-being, and this body-mind needs it. Now, it's a thin line, but sometimes the body-mind just need, knows what it needs and it calls in what it needs, just to be healthy and well. It's like, it's like, for example, somebody giving up all exercise. Oh, no, I'm attached to exercise. Well, if you don't exercise at all, you're going to get sick, actually. It's a bit like that. It's like that we imagine that it's always attachment, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's more fundamental to our well-being. And we interpret it as an attachment. That would be worth investigating. It already did. Ah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. And I'll back up. Years ago, I, I lived in South America. I lived with peasants. We were, I worked two days walk from the nearest road yeah. in the middle of the jungle, Amazon Basin. Yeah. You know, I slept in bamboo huts. I slept on concrete floors with my T-shirt as a pillow. Yeah. You know, go to the bathroom in the woods. You know. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. You know what? I, I was okay for a young man. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. But there's no more thrill in that. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't live extravagantly. Please don't misunderstand yeah. me. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a modest home. Yeah. It's a duplex on a street yeah. corner. Sure. But it's... It, um, it's comfortable, yes. and I feel alive in that place. Yes, it's home. I don't yes. want to give it up. Yeah, yeah. But that—that that really, what what this really does is it it um, answers uh, another question. Yes, it can go to rest. It can go to rest. Yeah, take away that doubt. Okay, look, you yes. know, I'm giving this my best. Yes, you know, That's personality it. is is okay. I've accepted this. Yes, and like for, I was like, give an example. Um, I wanted to, this was the end of the day at work, I wanted to take care of this patient. 
I had to ask permission to do it. And a guy 20 years my younger says, eh, patient's too sick for you. Okay. Don't do it. Okay. And, oh. Yes. Burn. Okay? Yeah. But let's look at this. Let's see who's, who's, who got put down. Yeah. Who burned with that. It went away. Uh-huh. If I recollect, if I could recollect the, the experience now, there's no charge there. Uh-huh. There's no charge. Uh-huh. But that was the gift of grace. Indeed. It was the gift of grace. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. It gets very subtle, doesn't it? As we go on, you know, stuff that we assume is, is something we have to burn through. Actually, it's poof. It, 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 it doesn't have roots it doesn't have a tap root into something no it doesn't you know sometimes it's just habit out of a reacting in a specific way it's like impact but actually it's gone it's gone it's gone there was and, just a moment and it would go so quickly that I would be wait that went too quickly it went too quickly yes yeah, yes yes where's that yes and after it, when it, I saw that it would be happening repeatedly like that differently you know, a little yes. thing pop up oh that's yes. what's going on. There are no roots to that. Yes. Or the roots are there, but they're like little... Yeah, little fibrous, fibrous nothing. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it gets like this. It's much looser, you know? And sometimes it's just um, the body-mind having, having a, a, a response, you know, that your nervous system just has a reaction, but it's just literally a habit. It's just an old program to like, whoa, what's going on here? And it falls down. Sometimes it's just a memory in the nervous system. It's its version of a miniature fight or flight, you know. Yeah. And it just reads it like that. But 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 there's nothing there. There's no story there. It's just. What, just how we, what became so? One of the experiences was how the mind would just create. I'd be quiet, and all of a sudden, here comes a story out of the blue. You know, between the morning. Yes. Why is this happening? Okay. Look at this. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, and yet, the more I saw that, that energy burned away. So that, it, again, it came to the, the just the little pop, the little, little bubbles, I suspect, of yes. what that is. Yes. Um, yes. And they might always be there, those little tiny bubbles, because they've nothing. If they don't have substance or charge, it's nothing. It's just, it's just a cloud's coming by, you know, clouds coming by. Yeah. You know, they might always be there. That might be just mind's way of being active now, you know? Okay. okay. Yeah, you see, if it doesn't have charge, it's okay. It happened some this morning. I'd, I'd see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I did question it. Why is that still going on thinking it should go away? But it may not. It know? may not. All right. It may not. So that still continues. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, just one more thing then. Um, somebody, I think it was Mahesh, mentioned about space, and we were talking about space this morning, and space vanished because it was, as soon as you said, look at space, I was like, there's no space, all there is is awareness. It's that fine line between where is pure awareness and where does personal I start? 
arise. And it, it appeared to be, sometimes there was a personal, I'm looking at this, other times there wasn't. It just sort of a back and forth. Is that... Okay. So when they personalize looking at something, okay, there might be a commentary or like, oh, look at that, or, you know, its mind is doing that. It's too quiet, but not even that, not even that gross. All right, okay. It's just like a little energy. Okay. And it, it would be more energetic than anything else. Okay. So that energetic thing, does it create a sense of I? Or does it create something a little more potent than the sense of an eye? Is there a reality feel to that personal, personally felt energy? I don't think so. It's just very vague that there's, and I know what it is, is when I start, if I can raise a question, is this eye? Then that's an eye, yes? That's kind of what I saw, is this, okay. am, am, is personal eye involved here? Okay. Um, if personal, if someone's asking the question, consciousness wouldn't ask that question. That's right. Consciousness wouldn't ask that question. No, so it would not. Yeah. It wouldn't even see personal eye. You know, it wouldn't. Yeah. It's, it's just known that, that yeah. it's, it's it. It doesn't have a, a reality in and of itself. Yeah. So it can't at least isolate it like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happens? So it's funny that because because. You know, when it's a spiritual practice for a long time, is there a, is there a personal eye here? That sentence can be continuing simply because of the habit of, of the spiritual practice. Yeah. It's like checking for attachment. Yeah. But actually, is this just something that's needed for your well-being, you know? Or is there actually attachment? So at a certain point, the spiritual practices have to get a bit more refined you know, the sense of staying clear or processing whatever else might come up down river, it stops creating the personal eye because the, the line that, that, that we cross there is that you know that even, no matter how believable the personal eye is, it's never you. It's never you. Okay. Yeah. It's never, that the identity isn't there with the sense of a personal eye. Even with a personal eye story, there, there isn't an identity locked in. It's not you. You're no longer the body-mind. That's the important line. Do you see? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if we know that that I never creates an autonomous me, well, then there isn't a me who can be attached. Here's, here's You just answered something, because I, I see what I'm doing with that is... Um, I'm making something of it. Yes. I'm making a sub-story, a little sidebar. Oh, there's a personal eye. Uh, you're not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little diversionary energy saying, you're not it. Yes. And doubt will always come up, you know? Yeah. Doubt will, doubt. All doubt will rise up. Yeah. If it comes up, big deal. Yes, big deal. It's big, just doubt. It's just consciousness doing its thing. It is. Conceivably. Yes, Un unless there is a like, actually no, I I'm, 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 this, is, this is me, I'm the body-mind again. Right. You'll, you'll know that, that's a whole other body. I, I know, yes, yeah. no, no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, it's a very different feel and look and everything. Internally, your experience is different. Yeah. If you believe that you're, you're yourself, everything is self-referenced, everything is, you're double-checking yourself, you know, mind has gone into, it's all about me. 
Ask me about work and it'll be all about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. No, I don't think so. But but you put on that hat to, to play the role, you know? Yeah, and if I put on the hat, then I'll be do my human being doctor thing. And uh, yeah. okay, and yeah. I will do that to the best of my ability with the most knowledge I can. That's it. And I'll use the functional mind as to as well as I can. That's it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what works. Yeah. You were my grace. <laughs> self looks at self. Every time I get around you, something energetic happens. And it's, it's right now, it feels like oh, there's profound energy just flowing. Um, it happened last time you were here. Yeah. I remember I couldn't sit still for a day. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Yes. And uh, yes. that energy too is a lie, isn't it? Yes, that energy too is a lie. Thank you for that. It yeah. is. You stripped it away from yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank It's interesting that a certain, at a certain point, to see how the, the spiritual path actually becomes a problem. The seeking keeps the seeker alive. That's the classic sentence. But there was a great a few examples there of like, we, we, we can come, come in, like being totally prepared to dig out what it is, but actually the digging out is actually bringing us more into story than what's actually happening. And it's a, it's a level of maturity that you, you kind of have to arrive on because if you grab this, as, you kind of have to, yeah, you have to arrive at it. And then hopefully, if it's, if it's not happened to you already, you might remember this and say, oh my God, I remember hearing that somewhere. Because if you grab it as a concept, then mind will use it to avoid seeing attachment or desire or whatever else is going on. An immature mind will grab it as a concept to avoid stuff. Whereas it will show itself as, as you mature, it will show itself. It's like, gosh, you know, doing the work in the old way is more solid than the sense of the I that I had that directed me to do the work. You see? Yeah. So, when, when we're like on the spiritual path and you're clearing stuff, identification runs and you know, it's like the clouds, you know, the clouds come in, your vision is smaller, your world is about you and you vis-a-vis -vis people around you, your job. Okay, you're in your micro view. That's identification. Then, then as we, you know, do this work and you get clearer and clearer, the sense of an eye can arise. The sense of an eye, but it doesn't have the closed-in micro-perspective. It's just, it's kind of like, it, it smells a bit like an eye. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, there, there's the sense of an eye there defending herself, or sense of an eye there 
being nervous about how to tell somebody I don't want you to do this. There can be the sense of an eye that plays like that. Now, if, if, if it's the sense of an eye, recognize it because it needs a little bit of a different toolkit to the full-on identity micro view where we have to dig out what's making me believe I'm real now. Is it desire? Is it a threat? Is it attachment? What is it? Different toolkit. That's a more gross toolkit. When it's the sense of an eye, sometimes you're better off leaving it alone. Because with the sense of an eye, it's like, ah, yeah, there's a sense of eye, but it doesn't really have a reality feel to it. If you go digging, it can create an eye most often. It can create someone who's trying to get rid of this sense, and, and you've created a deeper reality feel to the eye because, because the sense of the eye wasn't left to be fluid. So the sense of the eye, it's there for an awful lot of spiritual teachers, the sense of an eye. Um, it most often comes up when, when, you know, when there's another little revelation coming or another blind spot being seen. And you know it's, it's not you, you know? It's like, oh, there's some challenge coming up that I have to deal with. And there's the sense of the eye, the sense of, hmm, it's like, it's like a little memory or something. It's not even that. It's some capacity of the mind to think in an individual way without identifying with it, without losing your whole identity into it. But we retain a capacity to think individually. We have to. So the sense of the I can come in there. And the sense of the I isn't that there's a big issue for me to dig out. It's that there is something, oh, yeah, this is happening. It's like, then it's a softer, what's not being seen here? Is there some new way for me to grow or... And none of that is personal. None of it is personal. It can just, it, it all happens impersonally. Because you're no longer dealing with my identification has gone into being this person, this individual. And when that's broken down, the sense of the eye would be there. For most it's there. Comes in and out. Drawing attention to something. But you know it's pure consciousness is running the sense of an eye. You know it. And that's totally fine. So it's a subtle one. It's a subtle one. And if this makes no sense, then you're, you're, you're probably still dealing with, with identification. And that's fine if you're dealing with identification. But if you're not, the sense of the eye is probably cruising around. It has less baggage. It has less baggage, yes. 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 It's impersonal. It's an impersonal sense of I. Does it have a function? Does it have a function? Or is it there? Yes. Yeah. I think it's the lens that comes up just prior to a new realization or a new growth spurt. Part of a lens to like say, oh, blind spot, or yeah, but but it belongs to consciousness. You know, because you know that you're all of it. So 
you, you deal with it in the same way, of course. You can say, yeah, yeah, there's a bit of something there that's, not, that, that's being challenged by this. You can say that. And if you do something about it, it's kind of it's softer. It, it's softer. It's just more refined. It's not dismissed because sure, there's it's coming up for a reason. It's showing you a blind spot, you know. Um, from from the perspective of the spiritual path, yes, we can say there's something there. There's something remaining. We can say that. But when it's happening. You know that consciousness is doing it, and that it's the lens that comes up in order to show that there's something going to be revealed, or something is, is trying to burst through. Because your viewing point is the totality. Your viewing point is no longer from within the personal. That's the difference. Because when your viewing point is in the personal, and it's only the sense of the eye, you're actually digging yourself deeper into the personal. You're trading, you're going into the identity, into the controller, to somebody who wants to dig out something. Am I making sense? It's kind of a subtle layer. So, so. Okay. Yeah. Working with the eye and working with the sense of the eye. So working with the eye, it's you and you're dealing with your crap and you've got to handle it. Working with the sense of the eye, your perspective is the wider view, but you know that the persona has to do a bit of developmental work, evolutionary work, blind spot work. Something, there's some residue around. But the backdrop is, is, is where you're doing it from, not from the eye. So it's impersonal. The sense of the eye comes up, but it's impersonal. Even that's not it. Even that's not it? Yes. yes. The sense of, the impersonal sense of I is still not the bottom line. What do you mean by the bottom line in that case? Right. Sure, this is just an unfolding of consciousness. Um, and I'm highlighting it so that we don't get ourselves deeper into the I because of the habit of doing spiritual practice and of doing the work. Um, and all of these things happen in manifestation. It's just a subtle way that it works after awakening. Prior to all of it, so that's the only thing that's real. You know that this is this too is a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. If we can talk about it, it's a lie. So within the, the zone of the lie, within manifestation, this is a happening. Something that we need to have a wisdom about, phenomenally. So, do you want to come up? Yeah, okay. You just dragged me into it. I am enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you keep on teasing, and you go back as far as possible. There is still, at the end of the day, something knows. Would you...? Or there is knowing. Okay, there is knowing. But that's kind of tricky. When you say there is knowing, some, someone knows that, or something knows that. What I'm saying is how far, because again it becomes, keeps on becoming a game. So... It can. It can. 
Why is must there be something or someone who knows that? Someone is not is not the right word. Okay, why must there be something that knows? Because whenever we keep on teasing, there has to be awareness of what is being teased. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to recognize that there is teasing. Okay. So, where does the buck stop? <laughs> See, that's what I am. Yes. Capital R reality, that which can't be named really. Yeah. Prior to all of it. And then all we're doing here really is moving around the furniture, refining the furniture, getting rid of the sharp edges, <coughs> using finer sandpaper and really honing that down. It's a movement, an evolutionary movement, a natural pull to improve, but it's within the lie. It's all within the movie, but that's where life is. Yeah. So beyond all of it, there isn't, there isn't this. There isn't this. So the best it can get is the knowing beyond all of it and allowing functioning to happen, allow a life to be lived, but yet your attention is at home prior to all of it. And the knowing of all that is obviously not a lie then. The knowing of all of that. What you just said, because you said there is a capital R reality. So that has to be, I know it's talking, semantics, yeah. but then that has to be, if you will, something which is not a lie. In theory, yes. Wow, now you threw another... Um, it, it's that if, if we're saying it, it's semantics, okay, but I need to qualify it because <coughs> our language is dualistic and this is the blip, okay? Right. So, so if it's not a lie, then, then we've pulled it back into the realm of where there is a lie and not a lie. So now we've pulled it into this. It doesn't, it's not here. It doesn't know about here. There isn't a here, because this is the lie. But that can't be not a lie, because then mind has pulled it in to be the flip side of the lie. We've made it a dualistic thing. And it's prior to, to, to what can be a lie or not a lie. Truth. truth. So that's why the concept of truth has to fall down too. Yeah. You see? And, and, and we even have truth. It's not that truth can be true or false. Truth is outside of those. Do you see? Yes. So when we're using language, if we're going to pull that in here, no, it, it won't work. So from that totality, that non-denial, broader, broader view, the beyond all of it, sure, there's nothing. You know, there isn't even the concept of truth. There isn't even nothing, you know? Yeah. And, and that is known. That is known. And out of that rolls consciousness and the lies. Yes. Now, if I say, and I, I, when I say, when I, say, I want to say that I know what you are saying, I understand what you are saying. Yes. What does that mean? Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. So, if we explore what that means, we'll bring it in here. Because the language will 
pull it into something phenomenal. And mind ultimately wants to make it phenomenal so it can get something, so it can have the certainty. Mm. That might be what's happening. Is Sorry, that that might... might be what's happening, mm-hmm. is that the certainty feeling that mind has is completely different to the part of you that says, I understand. I understand. Mind wants to get it, but it can't. That's why every time we bring it in, I'm going to just destroy it again and again and again. Because it's like it's too close to the realm of where mind can get something. But to cultivate that knowing, there we go, cultivate the knowing. And it's cultivated by, by not believing the lie. As we pull back from the lies, something gets cultivated because there's space for it to show itself. Make sense? Yes. Yeah, super. Uh, we are just discussing that it sounds like your life may be giving a little feedback. Maybe a little too loud. My one is too loud? Yes. Let's wind me down. <laughs> Position of power here. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the mic? That's all the question I have. We're going to give you the mic because you never have just one question. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they'd come to an end. Did I hear you correctly when you said the the knowing? Knowing. The minute any label is put on that, for example, certainty, then you're back into the dream. The minute any label is put on knowing, yeah. yes. That's, that's just it. Yeah. Yes. There's a place where that doesn't happen, but generally, yes. Mm. The intellect is engaged in, in, in gleaning an understanding, in recognizing, remembering, whatever we want to say. But then you have to drop it. It's like we bring in the intellect and then drop it. Whereas if we keep the intellect involved, then we've brought it back into duality. Because mind has something to grasp. It's like we're, we just engage the intellect and we, let it, we, we drop the intellect and leave the knowing beyond all of it. Whereas if we put a label on it, what are we going to try and do? We're going to try and grasp it. We're going to try and name it. We're going to try and say, I've got it. And even that surprise, surprise even the, the, this word that, keeps, that comes up, certainty, certitude almost, that what something I really have that's always been there. Um, even if that is not anything yonic or intellectual or mental, it's a feeling 
a feeling or a sense, a sense, yes, a sense, sense of certainty. Yes. Even that is a pulling back into the dream. Because that the word which appears is maintained. That, that word is not dropped, whereas somehow knowing seems cleaner. Yes, it does seem cleaner, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Other words tend to make it dense, or maybe it's the more than one word gives it facets and it gains form. The more words we use, it becomes more cumbersome, more, has more form. And then, of course, knowing is dropped. So, the sense of knowing, it might be useful to think of it in terms of, it's like there's an echo in the body-mind. It's, like it's, it's like an echo fr yeah. from, from the part of you that, that knows, that's really knows. A, that's good. Yes, yes, an echo. It's like an echo, and it responds to that. The body-mind responds to that. Constant, continuous echo. Yes. Yes. Because what is beyond can't come here. But yet we have a capacity to know, K, K, capital K, to know. What is that? And is it that actually we have a capacity to go prior to consciousness? We do, but, but it's rare. <laughs> but we do. You can say that, that consciousness is ultimate reality. You can. It's just that there's a, there's a, a piece of work called prior to consciousness also. And, and I was pushing Dean there. But yes, consciousness is ultimate reality. Absolutely. Take that. That's, that's, that's a definition. I was, I, was, I was maneuvering something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you know, in, in the Indian tradition of Satchit and Ananda, yeah. I mean... If Sad is ultimate reality and Chit is consciousness, they're one, they're one and the same yes. ultimately. So I didn't quite understand your yes. re reference of yes. consciousness coming from yes. ultimate reality. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's totally fine. And I suppose this is the contemporary version of what would have been in, in, in old in the Hindu tradition that Advaita Vedanta would only be given, that the tools of non-duality, of seeing non-dualistically, would be given to somebody after they have served their guru for 12 years, or, you know, it was a preserved text, no? And there still are, I know in, in Buddhist there are some sacred texts that you really have to work hard to get, or it would be quite involved to receive, and same in Sufism. 
I'm going there with this group today. <laughs> I don't know why, but I am. I'm going there. Like, so, so, prior to consciousness, yes, there is a window there that I'd be inclined to push somebody through, but you're not going to find this written anywhere. Well, maybe you are, but you'll have to, you know, join the army <laughs> in whatever tradition does it. Well, then, what do you mean when you say pre-consciousness? Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it kind of has to happen. Kind of has to happen. It's prior to consciousness rather than pre-conscious, because pre is in time. It's prior to consciousness, yeah. Okay, what you get to see just before it, which is probably the closest I can get because that's a, that's a seeing and, and there's words on it, is that this entire cosmos is based on consciousness. Is based on consciousness. Our cosmos is actually, we've got the wrong cosmology. It has to be, it would be revised, but there would be an understanding that consciousness underpins everything. Um, and science isn't there yet, and they hold the holy grail on what our cosmos is about. But consciousness underpins all that manifests, and that must be our cosmos also, I mean, logically. But we're coming in from the, from the other side. We're seeing that, that pure consciousness is the ultimate reality, and it underpins everything. And it's all ultimately, that's the true nature of everything is pure consciousness. Okay? So the spiritual, we're advocating that for a long time. In prior to consciousness, you, you, you get to see the, it's about cosmology. You, you get to see the cosmology um, and all that ever was and ever could be rolls out from pure consciousness. When you get to see the very start of consciousness, well, there's, a, there's, there's some capacity to perceive that's actually not conscious. And it sounds ridiculous because, of course, I'm using all the tools of consciousness now to talk about it. So it sounds complete and total BS. And that's why this teaching is really little, is because it's absolute gobbledygook until it shows itself. Well, if there's something... Um known prior to consciousness or can be experienced in, in some way. How you know, we're, yeah. we're at a loss of words. Yeah, we're at a loss of words. How is anything known without consciousness? That's the, that's of course, that's the paradoxical thing. That's the great paradox there. Just like this is real and it's not real. This is happening and it's not happening. And those paradoxes, it's like the first time you hear that actually this isn't actually really happening at all. You go, that's garbage. And then as you do the spiritual work, you're saying, Wow, it is and it is not. I, I kind of get it. Okay? So that's the paradox there at that edge. Well, in, in using, an, um, I guess, another tradition, would you then equate with um, uh, pre-consciousness pre in the Hindu um, trilogy as, as Brahman? No, I'm talking about prior to all that. Prior. Yeah. Okay. Atman, yeah, that, that Hindu stuff. Yeah, I, 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 no, no, I'm talking prior to all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in throwing it out there, something gets shaken. You know, something gets shaken. So that's as good as it gets. It has to show itself. You know, and it does. Would you like to come up?
Yeah, I was just giving Patrick the... Just to save his legs, really. That's why I was giving him the mic. Thank you. Sorry, I think my heels, sorry. But I'm coming back. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> when you talk about that, about ultimate reality, um, I want to get a little bit of understanding around this. I've heard it say, I don't know, I follow a lot of different teachers, but I don't know where I'm getting this from, but um, that when consciousness, for the very first time, saw itself mm. and recognized itself as other, that's when all these began. Recognized itself as other. So when it, rec- when it saw itself, it might be just a language thing. To recognize is, is to see what's really there. But when it started believing that it was separate, that wasn't a recognition. It started believing that it was separate. So it's like, it's like a when baby. It started splitting. It's yes, you can say it started splitting. Or the concept that it could split was born, and the concept is what made it appear as real. That's why, if we pull back, we discover heck, concepts are the source of an awful lot of what we imagine to be real. Not everything, some things are preconceptual, but but a lot of it, like we were talking about last night, a lot of it is based on concepts. The concept, no, the reality feel of things being separate, things being divided, is birthed from a concept. So so as consciousness was was, you know, the first movements were happening and it turned around and saw itself. Okay, so it recognizes itself. And as it was evolving, concepts were born. The capacity for concepts. The first one that came in was space. It's even before it turned around, actually, because because for the movement to have... mm, It needed space in order for that movement to happen. So, So... as concepts started to happen, the first one being space, as concepts started to mature, the idea that something is separate, that there is other, but it came from a concept. But then that created that reality. That created that reality. Correct. So would you say that by us, very few that are sitting here together, um, are we trying to remember where we came from? Is this like a remembrance rather than a... It feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, consciousness remembers itself. It feels like that because from the point of view of that the knowing is like I know it. I know it. So it's useful to say we're remembering. Um it's, it's like when things resonate as true. Yeah. I don't know how that you can call it like remembering like you remember a childhood memory, but sometimes you hear things from being exposed to a teacher like yourself. And you know that those things that you, you guys say, they're true. And yes. they resonate as true. That's it. Even though you've never really yes. heard them before. That's right. But they, there's some vibration in it that yes. feels like, oh my God, that's true. That's true. That's so right. that's why I say, in that sense, I say yes. remembering. That's right. It's something you've never heard before, yet you know it to be true. That's in right. All of every fiber of your being, you know it to be true. That's so, right. That's right. So you sit in satsang like this and you remember where you... Yes, you can say this, and it's true to say this, but from another perspective, the mind is playing catch-up. The mind never knew it, actually. 
The mind really never knew it. But something inside is being reawakened. You know, and the mind lines up with it. The mind ultimately is, is going to serve pure consciousness. And that's what it's doing. So it lines up. So it sounds like we're remembering. It feels like we're remembering. And but the then, mind really never knew. And Okay, and then my mind question. Why? Why do we have to go through all these, like, forgetting, remembering, coming back? Like, what is this game about? But, 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 but really, you're not doing it. Pure consciousness. But why is God, let's say, if you call it God, why is God playing this game with us? There isn't God in us. There really isn't. That question comes from one who believes in separation. When your perspective is wider, like when you're in the ground of being, like in your meditation, that question won't be there. There's no questions there. There's no question there. So that's a dualistic question. That's, that's only valid. It's like... It's only valid from a dualistic, so the, the dualistic realm. So only a dualistic answer is going to satisfy the mind. And sure, we're, we're not in the game of just satisfying the mind, you know? Mind isn't king here in this room at all. So the mind wants to know. And you can find plenty of reasons, you know, mm -hmm. for the mind to accept there, but better to see that, yeah, that's a mind question and it's looking for a dualistic answer. The truth is, is I'm not here at all. I'm not here at all. Just to open it that much would be really good when the dualistic question is coming up. It's just like, I'm not here. I'm not getting caught. I'm not lost and remembering myself. It's not me. And that's, that, that one is hard for me because I feel like I am here and I'm, I feel very much identified with a person with the person and not the yeah with the persona and not the wider perspective when you, when I feel like you saying I'm not here at all it feels threatened and it was like yes I'm here look I'm 250 pounds of me I'm right here <laughs> body is there personality is there your consciousness is there but none of it is you There's a mistaken identity going on there. It's just an old piece of software that I'm trying to shake. Mm -hmm. Why do we? Why do I attach to it so much? Yeah, habit. A bad habit. A bad habit. Kick it in the butt. Kick it in the butt. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I tend to say this a gazillion times at every satsang, so at the risk of trying it out yet again. It tends to be much less of a habit if we really love ourselves. It tends to be much less of a habit if we... I don't know where that question came from. Oh, okay. It tends to be much less of a habit if we completely love ourselves. If there's a phenomenal love for the character, the habit is much, much less. Much less. Mm. Somehow that works. If you really love yourself and you're tender to yourself and you love every part of yourself, body, mind, spirit, all of it. It's not, it's not as persistent a thought then. Somehow it dissolves it. That's worth doing. When I perceive myself as loving every ounce of myself, every pound of myself, but obviously there's a place... That's a raw place that's not truth because yesterday when you told me, like, say, I love myself, I, I couldn't say that. I couldn't say it. Even though I've been telling this lie to myself all my life that I really love myself. 
So you perceive that you love yourself, and then you said, I've been telling myself. And yet you're a feeling person. Yeah. Do you feel that you love yourself? Love is a feeling. I, yes, I feel like I love myself. But when you yesterday told me, say, I love my body, I said, I can't do it. I, it doesn't feel honest. So there's that. There's something to investigate there. Yeah. yeah, there's something hiding there. Yeah, yeah. Because if there's self-love, it's like we don't have to, we, we don't have to run so many stories because there's no deficit. It's like we've, we've balanced out something. So then it's easier to, to, to explore the shifts in perception. There's not so much to defend. There's nothing to defend, yeah. We can, we can let the person go because they're at peace and they're okay. They're not needy. There's something to investigate. There's something to investigate. Unconditional self-love. Unconditional. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. Mm. to take this opportunity to see where you might take me back with this. It's about from the exercise this morning where we just let space go and yeah, it was just that it was just gone and then what I saw was um, like there was this thing that was like in the shape of, of sitting on a chair there wasn't the chair necessarily, but it was there. And then, but I was, I don't know, I'm putting words on it after so that I can. Yeah, but, that's all but, I can but, do. So that was, that was there, and then, and then there was this kind of thing around it, but I, I was more back here, and it was very, well, wonderful, and uh, quiet, and calm. Um, and when you talked about vastness, I couldn't really find vastness in order to get space out, so that's what I wanted to just okay. check out. And then after that, I, I don't know, this is what I want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah some, people, some people hang out in the vastness and some don't. And if you don't hang out in the vastness, don't bother creating it. It's just yeah. something to blow up if it's there. Um, <laughs> sorry, Donna. Um, So the body was there sitting on a chair and you were behind it. Yeah, it was like there was this something that was in the outline of somebody sitting on a chair. I mean, but the, the chair wasn't really there. Okay. So, and I okay. Just, um, so an awareness of the body. Yeah, there was some where it actually felt like. Um, Something dark, nothing, not, not that's not meant to be, you know, yeah. plus or minus, but just like nothing. And then there was this, um, maybe a film around it or some outline, uh-huh. and I, I don't know, but that's just but looking at it from a, a back that I'm able to describe it. Okay, so that's um, okay. Looking at it from back, do, do you mean time wise? No, 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 from, no, there's something that's looking at that. So, so what's looking at yeah, the form and, in that way? And um, 
I, I don't know what it would be. It keeps getting softer as I look at that, and it goes back, more back and more back. Something would be looking at each thing. Yes, yes. And are and where are you in, in this diagram? Um, um, I'm in the back. Um, you as Lynn or you as what? Oh, okay. Uh, no, there isn't. It's just this um, larger, wider... It's not so much a person, or I, this is maybe my question. Like it's, it's um, it, it, it feels much better. There's not that much agitation going on. Um, it, it's not even really concerned so much if there's a person or not a person. Uh huh. <laughs> like that. Uh huh. And uh, but I just thought that I would um, check. Check this out if this is yes. what what this is. It yes. feels like a better space to hang out. And but what is hanging out there? Yes, exactly. Yes, it's, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So and you know, in hindsight, we can say there's no agitation. But I put money on it that when that when there was an awareness of perceiving coming from there, that there wasn't. A, oh, this is much better than the usual anxiety. You probably weren't. Were you able to? Pull in the memory of anxiety? No. I, no. I, well, let's see. I wasn't thinking about anxiety. Yeah. It just I was feeling much. Yeah. You see, it's not there. It's not. It's not there. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because the anxiety yeah. is when the, the person yes. is doing her thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and felt more like me. <laughs> the, ah. me the, the me that. It's hard to talk with all these You're different doing great. knees and eyes and yes, sure. But uh, it, so it, when I say it felt more like me, I'm not even worried if I'm calling it a me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Is that okay? So could we call it like a point of perception? Yes. All right. Yes. So can you see that when the Lynn story is running? that that's a point of perception as well? Yes, I can see that right now. I'm, from now, I can see that. Yeah. When I'm in it, I don't know that I can see that. Okay. But, um, but anyway, I'm not in it now and here, but I just went out. <laughs> it's perfect, it's perfect, okay. it's perfect. So if we're kind of establishing how it works for you in that there are points of perception, okay. you know, mm-hmm. that are accessible to you, and there's, there's no access point between the densest perception, the all about me perception. It doesn't have any access at all to the one who, the oh, point yeah, of perception yeah, that yeah. saw the silhouette of a form. Yes. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe not on a chair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay? So if you can see the implication of that, and you've just said that the perception that was further back mm-hmm. was more you. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's more what you really are. Yes. That's, that's, what, that's what happens, is not we see that we're pure consciousness, and then that identity drops too. Okay? Okay. So, so from when, when the dense Lynn is running her story, okay. If there's some way where you can say, like, hold on now, this is just perception. This is a story that's running out from this lens of perception. That would be really useful. Okay. So now just say that one more time. Yeah. 
when when Lynn's story is running, yes. or there's anxiety being felt, or there's yes. some chaos going on, you know, just stuff. Yes. To access that would be really useful. So to recognize that I'm, you know, oh, the story is running, my mind is going crazy. Okay, this is the result of a, per- a point of perception. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. This is a point of perception. Okay, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, let's pull back and see this point of perception. Okay, okay. And if you pull back, you'll find it'll be that's more who I really am. What okay. you said to me that there's more of me there, really. So pull back to that point of perception that's more authentically what you really are. So when this is in this story, I say, just realize that it's a point of perception. Yes. And in doing that, it'll probably just... Yes, because the story, the Lynn story, is is the product of a point of perception. Okay, okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. so just that there is a form, maybe sitting on a chair is the product of another point of perception. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? That's it. Yeah. And just one more step back from that, there is just perceiving where nothing is yes. seen. okay. That's pure consciousness. Okay. Perceiving okay. itself. Okay. And it's not seeing anything. Okay. But perceiving is happening. Okay. So this, this form that's on the chair, that was a point of perception as well. Yes. That's, so that's the product of a point of perception, yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah, that might help you. Yes. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, because you found it yourself. When you find something yourself, it's like, okay, it's, it's yours, you know? Okay. It's how it works for you. Okay, so points of perception, points of perception, and then just perception. Yes, pure perception. Yeah. It's like pure perceiving. Yes. It's just the verb, it's just, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. not seeing anything. It's pure perceiving. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. It's not seeing anything at all. Now that's pure consciousness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're very much. <laughs> You guys look fried. <laughs> really. With another two days, will you be all right? How about you? Mm. Asher. <laughs> no, it's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a thought of Ashi going on. Yeah, I'll be gobbledygook on Monday, but for now I'm still good. <laughs> So, yes, please. Hi there. Hey. Um, So I've never sat up here like this before. So um, I actually have two things, and I'm not sure how they might be related. But last night I found, and the previous time I saw you, I thought you had terrific gifts of insight into sort of everyday pragmatic problems. I'm a neonatologist, it's a doctor for babies in intensive care, and the, this incredibly sincere, lovely woman back here with the you know, heart problem, and like, why, 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 that's what parents get. And to redirect that energy, anyway, you have a lot of beautiful gifts. So I kind of struggle with this question to access these gifts that you have, and this morning, I'm not following anything. You know, like everybody's emptiness, spaciousness, and I'm like, what the heck are we talking about? There's no space. Space collapses into a 
grain of sand. You know, I've read William Blake too, but I've never actually had a whole crowd around me like that. So these are where my two questions are coming from. And you can address either one because maybe one is irrelevant for this audience and maybe one is, or maybe they're both equally valid. So that's my apologetics for being up here, okay? <laughs> Start out with that. So when you were talking about this, um, things that can be helpful directors for the mind, I guess that's where I am on the first question. You know, you hear this thing of things happen for a reason, and, you know, anybody with an ounce of sense know that's not true, but yes. people like to believe that. It's a helpful <laughs> mystic's perspective. That's that, right. So you go through these things, like the woman last night with a, a heart condition, you go through these things and you ask yourself, how did I become a context for this experience? Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone through something like we probably all have that was just horrendously odd. And you kind of go, whatever you said before, like same habit, different story. <laughs> is that what this is? How do I do this pursuit of it to look at how I became the context for this? Or is it just, it was going to happen with consciousness back here, whatever I did, and it's not worth doing that kind of human homework on that. So I guess my question is, <laughs> is there something from that perspective that informs this conundrum that is helpful, and that's why you have this gift of wisdom, or am I making any sense at all? I think you're making sense, assuming that I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Incredible wisdom comes from the perspective that's prior to the All About Me story. Incredible wisdom comes from there. Everybody has access to that. Um, the thing is, we, we, we tend to take what's happening in the world more seriously than the wisdom that rises up in the silence. You know, like when, you, when you're not thinking about something and the answer pops in. Mm -hmm. Like you're driving, there was something bothering you and then you go, oh, that's what I should do. And it just out of the blue... It's a little bit like that. It's like that there's space and something. That's kind of how creativity happens. But it's actually a little bit like that also. Is that the, 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 the wisdom of the bigger picture is accessible to you. Sometimes you have to wait quite a while for it to talk to us. And sometimes, actually, usually it's just there. Okay? So the bigger picture mm -hmm. that a lot of spiritual teachers will teach you is that things happen for a reason, or is to investigate this, how did I become a context for this? But that's more of this me story. Yes, it's me story. Both of those are me story, yes. So how do you go from that to getting this wisdom that you're showing up with? Because I thought I had created that sort of spaciousness. Like, I don't judge it right away, I embrace it, I try to accept it, or whatever you said, maybe I'm, you know, um, not accepting it pushing it away, but it feels like you're accepting it and go, okay, what are the lessons in here for me? But that feels a lot like me. Yes. And the reason I mention this is um, probably like everyone in this crowd, we're all the gurus for our crowd, right? Like they come to us with stuff like we come to you, right? Okay. That just happens to be. Okay. So if you go through something that puts like some horrendous thing that puts you so much into the me, you never thought you'd be there again. And then all your friends see you get into this collapse me, even if you're only there for two days. <laughs> then you come out, they're all still there. 
they're all still in that story. And every dinner, every meeting is about this, and you're on to the night, or you want to grow, right? Yeah. But it's the... I guess the best handrail for growth through a horrible experience for me was looking at the, how I became the context for this, looking at why this might have happened. So and I'm, when you say the context for it, you mean you got personally involved? It happened in my life. It, it wasn't me. It was my boyfriend, say, for example. Yeah. But it happened in my life. And you're almost like, how did I... How did I miss the clues of this? How did, how did this happen? Instead of blaming the other person, you almost yes. want to embrace it and say, gosh, if I can get the lessons from this. Okay. But if it's like, if I'm not supposed to get the lessons from this, but it's supposed to teach me another, whatever she said, focal point from which to view this, I'd like to be pulled to that focal point. And okay. if that focal point is no space, and that's why it made no sense to me, yes. then please explain to me what you were explaining again okay. this morning. If not, just stay with us. <laughs> Okay, there's about six things going on. Okay. Yeah, I tend to be that way. Right. Do you? Wow, that's, that's fun. It's <laughs> new for me. It's like, woo, what am I going to do with this? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you have a mind that likes to uh, learn from being the context of something, then your mind will find something for you to learn. It's a bit of a setup, right. right? It's really a mental pattern. It's like, you know, whatever happens, if something big happens, well, that's set for me to learn, and it's a blessing, and it happens for a reason, and blah, 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 and up we go, we open that box. And mind will find evidence for something that you didn't know before. Mind will find evidence, and it will support that, and you can bring that same framework for the next catastrophe that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And it actually sounds pretty brilliant until I sit here and listen to you, and then it sounds like such a superficial way of dealing with something. So I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's one way to look at something, but really it's quite self-absorbed. Yeah. You know, and, and that's fine. That works. Um, it happens to me in odd time. I'm just kind of thinking, does that still happen here? Happens in odd time. I don't know if the lessons have slowed down or if I've actually become really slow at learning them. Genuinely, I don't know which. Do you know? It's very rare. There were two things like I, I, I learned about two years ago. That's the last time I learned something from getting caught in the crossfire. Life just happens. I, Life just happens, and, and, and I suppose there's a trusting that, that wisdom comes along as I grow older. I don't look at scenarios anymore unless, unless they make me sick or something, and I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking, what the fuck? You know, I'm lying in bed and thinking, all right, okay, come on, you're going to have to look at something here, because what happened here? You missed something. You missed something. It has to be completely in my face for me to pick the lessons out of something, really in my face. And I used to, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I used to do it all the time. Everything. And you're picking these lessons from this me level, or you're picking these lessons that you mentioned now from this other level? From the phenomenal, it's like, okay. how, how did I end up getting so sick? Right, like uh, I do then. Like, yeah, how did I get, the, okay. But so, so it's, it's really when there's high impact and life has a consequential huge thing that I can't ignore, <laughs> mm-hmm. or that, that doesn't go unnoticed. Something goes, 
some some big flip happens, a huge thing. I'm like, okay, all right. So what can I learn here? And it's just one or two sentences will come out and that's it. There's no pulling apart stuff. There's no, all I can do is tell you how it works for me. Um, there, there's no really in, in thorough investigation. There isn't. It's like, what, what, what do I know now that I didn't know then? It's more like that. There's never regrets. There's never, in hindsight, I should have. I mean, I, I, that's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. You know? So, okay. So that particular scenario where there was two blind spots and then I got sick and during the sickness I had time I was like gosh how, how, how come it went to this level that I got so sick how come okay two insights came could you share what those are maybe it'll help okay. me on a human level to know okay where perfect I don't mean right. like you're that's what I'm wondering is like how can I explain this better without but anyway I'll just say um, uh, and uh, an ashram was built in Costa Rica and and I, I went to the ashram and and worked there and I I assumed that the person who was building the ashram was following through on everything that she promised and I've always had a naivety until I saw it <laughs> some people say something with the best of intention but it is totally at odds with what they're actually going to do I just tend to assume that people are telling the truth. I just do. Wait, I thought the mind was always a liar. Yeah, but it is indeed. <laughs> but phenomenally, if somebody says such and such a thing, I just, I just believe them. There's nothing that says, do they really mean that or what's really going on? Just, just took it. So that, that was the main thing, really, was, was that what, there was like confusion of like, oh, this was agreed, and then this is happening. Oh, never, never added it together at all until I got really sick and left. And then it was like, never once did I notice that what she says and what she does are two completely different things. They're completely different things, and I somehow just didn't see it. Just didn't see it, because I was happy with my conclusion. She said this, therefore. Never saw this. Whereas other friends of mine are like, why are you? Why are you doing this? Why are you continuing like this? What? What? What's going on? Like, continue like what? What are you talking about? Couldn't see at all what was going on, but everybody saw the different signs. Okay, so that's that's an example of how it happens to me. Really, really late. I get sick. I get sick for a long time, and I'm completely my whole system crashes. And um, and then in lying in bed, it's like, how did this happen, Jack? How, what? What? So something somewhere. And it comes. It just comes. And like, oh my God. The naivety. It showed itself. So, yes, in a similar situation to yourself, some friends of mine that I called and said, listen, I've got no help here. I'm just landed here. People are coming. Can you just fly here? I can't pay you. But can you just fly here and help me? And I did that. I brought a friend of mine from, actually two friends of mine, born from Ireland. Like She just left her job for three months, came and just worked. Okay, so I was kind of compensating, but didn't even see. I shouldn't be compensating here. This is a management problem. Never saw it at all. Never saw it. Okay. Even with all of that happening, as you can imagine, a few years later, that friend of old from, of mine in Ireland says, 
talks about it, you know? It's like, and, and I'm like, but it's gone. It's gone. And she goes, that thing nearly killed you. That project nearly killed you. How can it just be gone? I'm like, but you're, that's years ago. Goes, no, it's like three years ago. I'm like, but you're, like, can't understand how, and she wants to go back there and yeah, dissect the impact and hold on yeah. for me. And it's like, but you're, Right. We can talk about it if you like, but there's no charge at all. I got sick, I got well, I learned a couple of things. End of story. This is what's happening now. And I've said that to her about ten times. And I'll probably say it another ten times to her. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's one of her huge life stories. And that's fine. If it's one of her life stories, that's, that's what she needs it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. People have stories for different reasons. You know? Um... I don't do many stories, really. Right. They come up in these kind of contexts, but th- there isn't a lot of stories, usually. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, so socially, if she talks about that story, I'll chit-chat, but I don't add fuel to it because I can't add fuel to it. So it invariably dies down. I, I can't because there's nothing to... I, I can't... I, I've disconnected from it. It's like it's not... So when you come out of something and you're meeting people who are still in it, it will die down if you've no charge around it at all and you've no charge around them needing to have that story. Let them have that story. Mm-hmm. But, but it's their story then. It's, it's their story. Yeah. You know? Well, it's what you said last night. If you resist, it persists. Yes. And I thought it was interesting. My father said... Um, you know, you're, I'm a fairly kind person that doesn't have a lot of stories or a lot of problems in general. I'm yes. sure all humans do. And he said, for your friends that you help so much to see that you need help, that's the only time that they have that kind of thing that, you know, maybe for you that like she can't let go of it because it's the time that she felt so validated or whatever. Yes. But you're almost like, look, I'm on to the next book or whatever yes. you're writing or whatever yes. you're doing. So that you're just pretty much in that phenomenal world assessing it so that that habit of that story doesn't repeat again. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So that's in a phenomenal world. That's not something here, that no space thing informing something there. That's just the pragmatics of life. It's pragmatics of life. And I suppose how it works for me now, now that I'm not like, that happened for a reason. What happened? And what was that to learn? None of that happens. None of that happens. But when there's space... A little bubble of, of naivety popped up. A learning popped up. It's like, oh, gosh, Jack, hello. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Mature a little bit here. You've got you've to... People don't always mean what they say. They just don't. They're mm-hmm. not even aware of it, and it's fine. But I bought it. I bought it. I didn't have that wisdom. So that popped up, not because I was looking for it. It popped up, and it popped up from that place. For sure, from the spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so practically, yes, the space informs life. Of course it does. If we're in there imagining we're the controller, we're on top of something, we're making the decisions, we, don't, we haven't allowed space for that inner wisdom to direct. The direction that comes from that inner wisdom is more efficient more on the ball, more insightful than our mind can even comprehend. 
And the way it is now is that, as far as I know, it informs my mind. My mind plays catch-up. Do you know? And very often my husband says, why did you do that? I don't know why I did it. I don't know. Hold on till I see, till I find a reason for it. It happens a lot. And he's like, it's just happening, is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. you know? And, and really, so many things are, I don't know, babe, it's just happening. I'm like, okay, Jack, find a reason. Find a, bring, it into, bring it into the cause and effect realm. But he can't be ignorant of the gifts that that shares with people. Sure, I mean, we're trying I, living with I don't care where it comes from. It's great. Yeah, I guess so. Living with a 24-7. He's like, no, it's got to make sense to my mind. I can't switch right. off my mind and trust yours. I've got to be able to see. Yeah, no, you I want to bingo on the wall but not in bed with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so there's pros and cons, no, of, 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 of functioning this way when you're living with somebody who works in the phenomenal realm. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting how to make that work. It takes a lot of work. So, so while, while it would be much easier to live an ashram life, actually, and to be disconnected from those intimacies that require a lot of phenomenal communication, it's bloody tough, you know, because there's a lot of engaging of the mind in order to communicate what you're only half privy to anyway because it's coming from a deeper part of you that doesn't have the language doesn't have anything but just action flows and mind plays catch-up but your nearest and dearest isn't going to want you to play catch-up they want your mind to be there before the action sorry the action comes before my mind knows what the heck I'm doing you see so that's really tricky well, it's very interesting because one thing you said last night that really I thought was interesting, like you look at religious beliefs or ISIS, right? Something comes up and it attaches their belief and they believe it so strongly that they do crazy things. Yes. Well, you were saying last night, we all do the same thing with our values. The value comes up like yes. a belief, it yes. attaches. Yes. And what you're saying is instead of those two things happening, you're having something come from somewhere else that isn't even attached to that stuff. Yes. So that's very interesting. Yes, it comes from a completely other place. It's not created from the dense place. It arises from what we really are mm-hmm. and, and prior to that identity. So, so it's cleaner, it's wiser, it's, it's got more of the totality in view. Mm-hmm. It always takes account of the full picture. So even though it might seem a weird thing phenomenally or not okay phenomenally, there's always a knowing that the wider thing is taken care of and invariably that shows itself. Mm-hmm. I don't look for it. It just, an understanding comes. There's total trust, I suppose. If, if, if I would, It's not that I'm trusting something, but phenomenally I'd have to use that language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's been so helpful. I'm sorry, I'm finished. That's been so helpful. I didn't mean to stay up here so long, but that's been so helpful because some of the things that actually happened with me, I'm not saying I'm enlightened or anything like that, but some of the things that actually were my response after the initial contraction into a story that was sort of horrific. But then all of a sudden it was like trying to explain to others why love and compassion would be there anyway. Uh, Not... Yeah, I don't know where it came from, but yes. it certainly wasn't, uh, yes. you know, yeah, to try to explain that. I yes. think I 
get what you're saying on some level. And that's a different way to look at it than... I almost felt like I was trying to justify a me. Uh-huh. Whereas you're saying, really, the language is a justifying either a sense of me or of a sense of something... Yes. A sense of memory, Proust or whatever, a memory of something past, or like someone said, a recollection or something coming through. That's a very interesting yes. perspective. Yes, because the body-mind is a, 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 a puppet that is in service to what I really am. It's always in service. So that's why the mind plays catch-up. It's in service to what I really am. And I spent years saying, like, not my will, but thine, you mm-hmm. know? Not just, I'm surrendering personal will, surrendering personal will. I worked on that for a long time, and I, I don't know if that, I mean, I don't know if there's cause and effect, but it's along the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. That personal will, it's somewhere, it just dropped completely. And so the body-mind is now the thing that is secondary to this this other movement which is I guess life itself I could call it or pure consciousness or whatever it is and if I have blind spots of course it it redirects it it bends the light a little bit you know Mm -hmm. like so the blind spot of being naive it bent the light a little bit there and I got very sick okay fair enough so so something naturally wants to honour the light and stay as clear as I can Mm -hmm. phenomenally of course that work continues just, just watching, just watching, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure I stay as clear and open and honest and full of integrity as I can, humanly, so that I can honor what flows through me. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that is anyway authentic. To come from the dualistic side, I have no interest in it at all. Mm-hmm. None. It's bullshit. It's just a mind-created concoction of separation that is so far from anything authentic. Oh. Well, um, thank you for honoring that gift coming through. It's coming through you in such a beautiful way. Thank you. And I really do appreciate it. Maybe I'll come back up here in the next couple of days and ask you about this space disappearing thing. Yeah, it's a different different thing. It's completely different, (laughs) yes. Thank you for your time. Sure, thank you too. Are you fried? No? No. Okay. <laughs> Sizzle. <laughs> yes, Steve. Since I'm not fried. Fried good. <clears throat> I'm sorry I keep coming back to this uh, issue about prior to. Okay. Um... How come Ramana never talked about this? Yes. Didn't talk about prior to. Yes. His 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 gift to the world was about non-duality. It was to make Advaita Vedanta, the theory of non-duality, accessible. He went a little bit further than non-duality by saying that it goes from the head into the heart. It's like, yeah, that happens after the non-dual perspective. It doesn't get expanded much, but it, it... It would be great if it did. 
it's possible that he did see much more, but that he didn't have the vocabulary for it. That when he went into those samadhis and zoned out, that that's what was going on. That's quite possible. But that it didn't come through in words. But, you know, looking at how, how we evolve, seeing people that deal with the masses and bringing mass consciousness, like Eckhart Tolle, like, you know, just, just people who, who deal with large, large groups and pull, pull mass consciousness away from, further away from duality. I think Ramana was one of those. Do you know, a very sacred being who made non-duality accessible, thump, just had that potency to bring so many to the stage of seeing the truth. Maybe that was his gig. Maybe that was his gig. So I'm not sure. It's one or the other, I think. Are you... What you're talking about, is this similar to... Um, what Lao Tzu says the truth that I speak about is not the truth or something oh that's beautiful is that what you are saying kind of that language yes the truth that I speak about is not the truth or it ceases to be not true when you talk about it oh that's beautiful yeah 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 both those sentences I don't know maybe I'm paraphrasing too but but yeah but that's that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking about and look at it like we've 20 people. That, that's, that's the thing, no? It's, it's like, who wants to hear this? Who's going to get pulled to this? I must say, when I first heard you talk about this maybe a couple of years ago or so, there was a lot of resistance. I just simply could not accept what you were saying. And I guess mainly because we have put teachers like Ramana on such a high pedestal and to say, okay, well, if if Bhagawan never talk about this, then it doesn't exist. As I sit here, I still have to say, I don't know still whether what you are saying is a place there, but there is still an openness to say, yes, it is possible to get there. Yes. That's all what I can say. And to qualify the language that it's not a place. And, right. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Nisargadatha Maharaj did, did, did say prior to consciousness, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he did, but I think his, his usage also, from my understanding or reading, of consciousness was sometimes different from you know, like okay. everyone has a different terminology. Maybe so. I better read yeah, he would talk about Brahman and Parabrahman. Okay. Uh, in that context. Okay. But, um, but sometimes when I read, I said I understand. And then I read another line, which kind of contradicts of what is in the regular, if you will, lingo of of this subject. Yes. But anyway, you thank you so much. Yes, sure. But it's interesting. Something is bringing you back, Dean. <laughs> What is that? If you had the absolute inner knowing that what Jaka keeps talking about is BS, you wouldn't be here.
Or would you? Do you, no, no, you know? no, no. Can yeah, you be fooled? Yeah, like? no. Yeah, maybe, sorry, maybe, um, maybe there is some recognition, which we all have, that, you know, there is something, um, and that words cannot completely convey what is being discussed. There is some beauty in that. Um, it's, it's good to be in a place where we cannot place words to something which is this sacred. Yes. You know? Oh, so, it absolutely has a sacredness, yeah. yes. Although in all fairness, initially when I used to ask these questions, this specific question, it was really trying to understand from an intellectual level where you are coming from. But the more I sit with it, I, I have to say, well, you know, I mean, why is she always talking about this? You know, is there something to it? Can I look at this? That kind of stuff. Good. It's going deeper than the intellect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Peter. Just a, a little while ago, what happened this morning started to happen again when you were talking to the gentleman before, uh, Dean. Okay. okay. And to try, you know, I, I remembered, okay, is there a person, you know, personal preference for that perception rather than we'll call it ordinary perception. Okay? Okay. I was trying not to you know, say, okay, now, do you as an individual have a preference? Yes. For that, that wider perception. Okay. So the question came to me then. So I, I tried not to have the personal, you know, there was personal preference for that, all right? So the question came to me, oh, does consciousness have a preference for the limited perception or the wider perception? And that was kind of a, a joke. How could it? Because it allows both. Yes. Yes. Obviously. So I was saying to myself, I was, okay, consciousness couldn't have a preference because both exist yeah. within consciousness. Absolutely. However, okay. But that wasn't really a resolution because then I thought, Jack says, you know, and I kind of understand, I don't disagree with, that consciousness really doesn't know that it's forgotten itself and has a limited perception. Yes. So this is... Yes. Conundrum, the question that came to me is really not even a, a real question. Because consciousness doesn't know, yes. if I understand correctly, consciousness yes. doesn't know limited, doesn't That's know right. forgetting. That's right. That's right. And it doesn't do preferences, it doesn't do value systems. None of that operates in pure consciousness. In pure consciousness. Correct. Yet consciousness is, does appear as limited. As, so yes. I'm just, I guess there should be no confusion because these are different different levels of, of reality. That yes, yes. So pure consciousness n n never changes, you know? It's true it's always, nature is always, always there. It's always pure consciousness. Yes. But we're, we're talking pure consciousness. Yes. 
but we, sometimes we just say consciousness. So when I asked the question, I said, this is ridiculous. Consciousness doesn't, doesn't prefer a lim- uh, wide over limited. So, uh, and in a way, it's always pure consciousness. You know, that true nature never changes. It's just how it manifests. And it's, it's, it's the manifestation itself that offers a new perspective with a value system, with a preference. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's the manifestation that does it. It's not yes, integral we, to pure consciousness's true nature. It's, it's manifestation. It's consciousness manifesting as yes. a value system. Yes. As limited and, yes. and not limited. And yes. I, have a, I have a preference. Yes. Yes. So that was, I, I guess, as a subtle practice. I mean, it came up as a subtle practice. I mean, like, this is ridiculous because there really, can't, there really isn't any preference. No, there really isn't any preference. So it's, 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 it's an aid in, in seeing the ridiculousness of having a preference. Yes, exactly. And it lines up with what Barbara was saying earlier. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. In that place, nothing matters. But we can't use nothing matters or there is no preference in order to deny. To, ex- exactly. It's about and you have to just recognize that th- there was, a, there was a, uh, an individual preference at this moment. Yes. Yes. And the individual preference is fine. Is it sticky or is it just impersonally showing up? No, but I think at the time it, it was... Okay. Uh, okay. You know, it's happening again. What do you do with it? Yeah. You know? Are you going to try to hold on to it, you know? Or you, and then, the, you know, I, I think it was a good, the, yes. a helpful thought came. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Con- pure consciousness is, is just... Pure consciousness doesn't care. Doesn't pure care. Pure consciousness has manifested. But it's just it manifesting it like this. Manifesting the story about something. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there... So there. Yes. They're tiny ahas, but they they help. Yes, they sure help. For sure they help. Yeah. And it's like holding the two perspectives, and they don't clash with each other. That's the beauty of it, you know? So because then I thought, uh, but consciousness doesn't, as you said earlier this morning, consciousness is not aware that it's doing this. That's right. That's right. That's right. The awareness is only in the part that has manifested it's, it's, it's actually doing it and right. perceiving it. That's the only thing that's perceiving it, so that's the only thing that's aware of it. Your consciousness is not. No. No. And we're not even getting yes. prior. No, but that's fine. It is where it is. We work from what's presenting us as real. <laughs> Alrighty. Sure. Really short one? Yes, really short. (laughs) Only because we're having so much fun here. (laughs) There was was an old quote from Maharishi. said, when existence becomes existent, consciousness becomes conscious. And so that, as I was thinking about that, that sort of suggests there's Inert isn't the right word, but is consciousness, pre-part of consciousness, 
conscious, but the conscious part is the active part, is really what he was trying to say with existence. And he said consciousness and existence are the same, but maybe a little playfulness and difference, but still unmanifest. Still unmanifest. It's before subject-object. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, but when, as it takes form, becoming yes. existent, yes. then that, that awareness part then become, is, has the ability to be aware of. Yes. And yes. That, that's what we were talking right. over there and the playfulness of that. So it's yeah. like consciousness wakes up almost. Yes, that's what we say, isn't it? Consciousness wakes up. Which, that's... That's paradoxical too. Yes. It's, it's because Patrick hit on it earlier too, which is as going this. Oh, it's so far beyond understanding. It is really cool. It's all that whole the peace that passes all understanding, and from Jesus saying that's statement. Pardon? From Jesus' statement saying it's the peace that passes all understanding. Yes. Well, that's so clear now. But yes. The yes. depth of passing the understanding. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's what is sort of that's right. resonating with me. That is so far that's beyond. That's right, that's right. And then you get to see not just the mind, but actually the intellectual capacity where understanding registers. And you leave that and you go deeper still, you know? It, it, it just last week I had this experience of trying to get it. And realizing, oh, I got that I was trying to get it. Great. So get rid of getting it. Yes. So I got to get that. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's something else to get. Yes. Yeah. So that. Yeah. This is cool. That's right. Mine does all that stuff, doesn't it? Just keep creating the loops. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks. Well done. Nobody ran away. <laughs> <laughs>